welcome to the Fat Emperor podcast. I'm your host, Ivor Cummins. Well, it, it was 16 years ago now when I discovered that I had type 2 diabetes. I'd been working in a position with Health Canada. I had a senior management job with Health Canada, so I wasn't doing clinical practice at the time. And I was not well. I had gained weight. I was fatigued. I would have afternoon crashes where I could barely keep awake at my desk. And uh, I, things like, um, you know, typical diabetes symptoms in, in retrospect. But I noticed that I had to squint at the TV in the evening, you know, and I, I was uh, drinking more. I was getting up at night to go to the bathroom. And I just thought these were the inevitable effects of getting older until one day it occurred to me that I had the whole florid symptomology of type 2 diabetes, which, which shouldn't have been a surprise because I have a, a strong family history of diabetes on my mother's side of the family. But nonetheless, when I figured it out, it was a bit of a shock. And largely because at the time my son was two years old, and I know too much, you know, as a doctor, you know, this is, you know, your life expectancy is suddenly shorter. You're at risk for all these complications and cardiovascular disease, myocardial infarction, stroke, all these, you know, significant potential uh, life-shortening problems. And so it was a bit of a shock in that sense. And, you know, the last thing that would have occurred to me to do is go see a doctor, right? So, so my... My plan, and, and this happened, you know, on a dark and rainy November day in my, you know, lovely house in West Vancouver. I'm upstairs in the bathroom looking in the mirror thinking, you don't look well, and, and I think you might have diabetes. And in the bathroom cabinet, I actually had some test strips, urine test strips, and I peed on the test strip and it went as dark as it could be. And wow. it was like, yeah, you know, it's like, boom. <laughs> and you were probably, you might have been up at eight or nine millimoles. Oh, yeah, I was off the chart, you know. And uh, so my immediate thought was, I need to figure out what the best drug is. And I'm a little out of date because I haven't been working in the clinical practice for a while. So what I'll do in the interim is I'll just minimize my blood sugar by avoiding carbohydrates. Because, you know, having been a well-trained doctor, I knew that carbohydrates made your blood sugar go up, right? But it had never occurred to me, and I had never encountered it in my training or my prior practice, that you might do that to manage your diabetes, right? <laughs> it, was, it was like contrary to the conventional thinking where you, you've got this tremendous intolerance of carbohydrates, but here, keep eating them, and we'll give you some drugs or insulin or everything to try and make it okay. That was the conventional approach and still is the conventional approach. And it is, it is extraordinary actually mm -hmm. that that is the case because if something that's completely obvious yeah. that you have a problem metabolizing carbohydrate, yeah. therefore you, you should go lower, it's so obvious you'd want absolutely compelling data to say why that's counterintuitive and no, we should do the opposite, which of course doesn't really exist. No, and it, 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 now looking back, it's just so strikingly clear that when you have an intolerance to carbohydrates, you shouldn't eat carbohydrates. I mean, what is so problematic about that? Yet we're still banging our head against 
the conventional approach to the management of diabetes. So anyway, for me at the time, it was completely serendipitous because I, my plan was I'll just minimize the harm of high glycemic uh, numbers uh, while I figure out what the best drug is. But what happened was, well, I did. I, I completely stopped eating carbohydrates. And uh, within a few days, literally, all those symptoms reversed. I, you know, everything got better. And I started losing weight at a, literally a pound a day. The weight just fell off me over the course of the next month. Now, my wife's a worrier, and I didn't want to cause her any distress with this newfound problem. So I didn't mention to her I had diabetes, but she noticed I wasn't eating any carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So within a few days, I had to tell her what was going on. And she said, you're on the Atkins diet, dummy, you know? And at that point, I, you know, I had the conventional medical training, which is virtually zero uh, nutritional training. And uh, I really didn't, at that point, really understand the Atkins diet. So yeah. you, you were really simply eliminating most, if not all, carbohydrates yep. mm -hmm. without thinking what kind of diet that no. left you on. No. And so she had brought home an Atkins book after our son was born and, you know, to shed her post-baby weight. And I had, you know, brushed it off the way I had been trained to do. Yeah, nobody can stay on those diets, you know, whatever. So she brought the book out and dusted it off. And I read, read the Atkins book and I thought, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing that. And then I got very intrigued because of the results. I mean, my blood sugars went back to normal. I lost the weight. I uh, felt better. My energy level went up. I had steady energy all day. I didn't have an afternoon crash anymore. My mood improved. My ability to cope with stress improved. So many things got better that I became really intrigued with why in my entire training and practice did I never uh, encounter this before? Why was this never suggested by anyone? as a way to deal with diabetes. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my subscribe button in the middle of the screen, a free viewing of the Widowmaker movie on the far right, and myself and Dr. Gerber's book, Eat Rich, Live Long, on the left. Otherwise, please do subscribe to the audio podcast. Thanks.